1: hi guys good morning good afternoon good evening to anyone listening you are tuned in to another episode of between you and me so happy to be here so happy to be chit-chatting right now it is decently early in the day so i thought let's record this podcast first thing get our juices flowing get our brain moving and then we can begin the day i'm gonna go to the gym after this and it's a beautiful sunny day i love giving you guys a little bit of a forecast of my day and how it's feeling i'm sitting on my bed i got my two cats next to me taking their cat nap of the day which is normally when they sleep on my bed for the whole entire day until it's dinner let me know if that's normal by the way my cats are old not that old milo's 10 he's pretty old nyla's five so she's giving still some youth but they just sleep all day. Are they depressed? It's a question that I regularly visit in my mind, but, you know, they can't speak to me and tell me. I do play with them as much as I can, and I do give them treats and cuddles and kisses. They get the most love that probably any domestic cat could possibly get in their life. Anywho, cat experts out there, are my cats depressed? How can I fix it? Speaking of depression, <laughs> um, I think today we're going to talk about some serious Serious stuff. And in terms of serious, I mean shit that too many people do and are very, very unconscious of. Me being included in that group of people that does this. And I don't even want to say group of people, but I want to say like literally everyone in the entire world, with the exception of people who have trained their brains and You know, really worked hard to stray away from the constant negative thinking that we are almost embedded with as a society and as a group of people who all kind of exist in the same place, in the same environment. I don't know. What I'm trying to say is, we're all very alike as humans, what we go through on a day to day. And in turn, it almost rewires our brain, or maybe even is a natural setting of our brain to think negatively. And this subject was really important for me to talk about because as I kind of spoke about in the bonus episode and the first episode of this season, I spoke to you guys about how I was going through a rougher time last year. Not last year, sorry. The beginning of this year when I actually released season four. And one of the hardest things that I was doing to myself was living in a constant state of negativity in my mind to the point where I knew that I was being negative, but I just couldn't get out of that headspace. And it almost was, this was the pattern that I feel like when I look back at it, I can kind of recognize better now. But before I really felt my mental health go, I think I was already existing in this negative headspace and thinking very negatively about Everything that was kind of going on in my life when it comes to my career, you know, last episode says a lot on my headspace when it comes to that in my life and where I am at this point in my life. When it comes to my relationship, even I was even thinking extremely negatively about that. That has a lot to do with probably my past. It has a lot to do with my childhood, you know, attachment issues, so many other things that come in that genre. But that was definitely a hard part. Also, my relationships with my friends. I was even thinking negatively about relationships within my family. I wasn't even appreciating or feeling grateful for. It was like so many things that is just like a list, like boom, 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 boom. Everything was a negative outlook. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't just like a dark cloud to be around. It's so unconscious because it's going on in your mind, even if you're not speaking out loud to other people, which for the most part will happen if you have a negative mindset. You will tend to complain in front of other people. You'll tend to, you know, gossip, maybe talk about other people badly, judge a lot of people around you if your mindset is very negative because that's kind of the way you're speaking about yourself. So if anything, it's like a reflection of the way that you see the world is how you end up seeing other people around you, seeing yourself and speaking. So I think that that was a pattern I was going in. But me stating it now doesn't mean it was that easy to notice at the time. It was, you know, so unconscious. And only now that I look back at it, I can see like, oh, I made certain decisions in my life at that point because I was having such a negative mindset Or I was just kind of like floating through life and not really paying attention to how much my mindset was affecting the way I was acting, you know, my reactions specifically to situations, maybe arguments, maybe issues in my life, you know, conflicts that come up, things that don't exactly go my way. It's like I was reacting with so much more emotion because of this built up negativity in my mind. So why I wanted to talk about this And what I'm going to be talking about is really common thinking patterns that happen in a lot of us, specifically myself, but I'm sure, like I said, we're all very similar in the sense that it can become a very subconscious way of thinking that I'm going to talk about so that you guys can be more aware of the ways that you have been thinking negatively and try and change it, adjust it, you know, rewire the brain neurons in a way that will allow you to kind of shift out of this negative mindset and be a lot more conscious of how you can take steps to feel more positive through what you're thinking because you know we always talk about this how much your inner world affects your outer world and it's so extremely true in so many senses but specifically in The way that you react to the world because if you're feeling negative inside, you're going to react so negatively to anything that happens in your life and vice versa, right? So I'm going to go through some of the things that I think are really, really common negative thinking patterns and just so you guys can be a little aware of it, I guess. And then towards the end, we're going to talk about how we can really adjust and change our thinking in order to get to a place where we're a lot more conscious of the negative negative and a lot more conscious of replacing it with something a little bit more positive, okay? Because I don't want you guys to experience kind of the realm of negative emotions that I felt, but I know I'm not alone in that, and a lot of us probably have already, but it's just, you know... If we don't change and adjust, it's gonna continue to happen. You know, like a lot of the times we have ebbs and flows in life, we have pretty low periods, and then you kind of come back to that neutral state or get a little bit, you know, happier during other time frames. But I'm sure a lot of us would really appreciate a steadier, a steadier path, you know, not too low of lows, not too high of highs. I mean, you love a good high, high, but regardless, it helps to keep you balanced. So let's get into it. To start it all off. Just so you guys are very aware of this, I think that negative thinking is a survival tactic to a certain extent, and it is very, very, very natural for our minds to jump to the negative. Kind of going back to my episode, if you guys want to listen to about survival versus living, it's like a mindset to achieve that living, quote unquote, way of life rather than the constant survival mode. Because I do feel like if you look at a lot of people from the outside and you can kind of like point out people who you think are actually living and people who you think are just surviving based on how content they look like and how much you think that you can see them enjoying their lives. I think it is specifically a survival instinct for those people that live with anxiety and depression, which I'm sure is a huge handful of us and probably a lot of people listening to this podcast seeing as the subjects I talk about really relate to that. So it can be really really hard in these scenarios especially if you have an ongoing relationship with anxiety or depression to actually change those really common defense mechanisms and think more positive thoughts rather than negative thoughts. So something that I think is a really common thought process is the all or nothing thinking. Now, think about this. Do you guys ever think that if things don't go perfectly towards your plan, don't go exactly how you planned it, that you see things as a failure? Now, sometimes that can even bring a lot of anxiety because if you have that kind of negative thinking, you you put all your eggs in one basket and if it doesn't turn out that way, all the eggs are rotten, you can tend to really give up on things that don't go perfectly according to your plan. And you tend to kind of develop an anxiety towards failure in any aspect of your life. This can be career driven. This can be in your relationships. This can be in goals, personal goals you've set about yourself when it comes to your health or your careers or, you know, as a parent, as a partner, as a blah, 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 you know, every single aspect of what you set as a goal in your life, if that doesn't go exactly the way you want it to, there's a really big sense of doom because failure is seen as a really, 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 really negative thing. So when it comes to this mindset, it's like you either put all, every single ounce of your you know, being into something or you completely pull away from it because you don't even want to visit that idea of failure. And if you put everything into it and you do end up failing, it means a lot more to you because you've set out to put your whole entire being into this project or relationship or situation in your life. So if it doesn't go the way you want it to, that is 100% a failure to you. Now, I think just from listening to that, we can all agree that that's a terrible way of looking at things because you genuinely have no room to improve when you take a failure and completely give up after that. There's no way to actually grow within your life If you're constantly fearing this failure and then not even trying when it feels like you could have a brush with failure whatsoever, I see this happen a lot in relationships the way that people are very, very afraid of heartbreak. To a lot of people, heartbreak can be seen as failure. And I'm gonna raise my hand, bitch, I've been there. It is a terrible feeling and you don't wanna experience it again, right? But sometimes in certain situations, you end up closing yourself off completely to the idea of even getting to the point where you're attached enough or in love enough to even experience that heartbreak. Or you put your whole entire being into it and you completely lose yourself because you've pushed, you know, towards this person with everything you have because you expect it to be 100. You expect it to end up in whatever your ideal end is for a relationship let's say for example marriage dying together when you're old in your old age having children you know that's your end goal so you put a hundred percent into that situation and if that doesn't go you know as expected you will meet this failure which in your eyes would be a heartbreak and it like completely depletes your urge or motivation or love for love in the future It's a really damaging thought process because it doesn't allow you to, one, have space for yourself in terms of this example, in relationships, have space for yourself and what you want, regardless of what path you went, whether you put 100% into it or whether you put zero. Zero means you don't even get to experience the, you know, love whatsoever, And 100% means you don't even get to keep any of that love for yourself and your whole life is focused on something that's not you. So the black or white, the all or nothing thinking is really, really detrimental to any situation. Specifically in this relationship example, it can be super damaging to how you're able to take care of yourself in a relationship or if you even give yourself a chance to experience one. And you know, this does kind of relate back to attachment issues and everything along those lines. So you can see how that negative thinking can even dip inside of other areas of your life, like relationships, along with every other area, if that is your mindset. We also have the negative mental filter as one of the negative thinking patterns. This is when you pinpoint negative life situations And you tend to focus all of your attention onto the negative things that are happening in your life. Now, when you end up doing this, what you're doing to yourself is you're creating a new lens. You're creating a new lens in the way that you look at the world because when you're super hyper-focused on negative things in your life, then you're only going to see negative things. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of the red car theory and heard it on other podcasts, but for a quick Revisit to that. There's a story about if someone told you to, you know, look out for every red car you see when you're driving, then you could probably count, you know, five or ten when you take a drive from here to work, let's say. If someone never told you to look out for those cars or asked you, hey, how many cars did you see this morning, you would probably say zero because you weren't out there looking for those red cars. Now, in a real life example, this kind of means if you are focused and looking for the negative, then you're going to see it no matter what. If you're not focused and looking for the negative, then you, you simply won't. They'll kind of fly by you. They'll be, they'll be there, but your attention won't be on it. And that goes for the same thing on the opposite end. If you're focused and looking for the positives, you're going to see them. And if you're not, they will fly by you as well. Ignoring positive life events is so harmful to you because you lose this sense of gratitude, first of all, for what you do have in your life. And the worst possible outcome of that is that you no longer have these things in your life. And then when they're gone, you realize, oh, I should have been so much more grateful for that. I should have, you know, put more appreciation and time into that. And you don't want to lose something before you even get a chance to enjoy it. Or to really feel gratitude for it, or to really spend time with a certain person, or really put your all into a career path, or whatever it might be, just because you're not present enough to notice it and appreciate it. So, this negative mental filter really sucks out the positive out of your mind and puts all this attention on negativity. Another example I can think of in terms of relationships is the way that. A lot of the times I've been watching a lot of reality TV right now. So a lot of my examples are coming from this, but which is Vanderpump Rules, by the way. I just got so into Vanderpump Rules. I just watched season 10. It's ridiculous. I can't believe it happened. The only reason I started watching it is because I'm watching Dancing with the Stars and I love Ariana like on that show. So then I started watching Vanderpump Rules and I started from season eight because I'm like, this is way too many episodes to catch up on. You know, it wasn't too many episodes to catch up on. I actually blew by three seasons in a matter of two weeks. It was insane. Anyways, let me get back on track. A lot of these examples are coming to me because I've been watching so much reality TV. And I've been seeing into other people's relationships from a third person. And sometimes it's it just happens so unconsciously that we focus on the negative parts of our partner rather than the positives. And what's that? What's that gonna do? Do you think if you were the one person, which maybe this? Is-
0: Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh! Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. What's happened to you where your partner
1: only notices the worst parts of you, only notices your mistakes, and only notices where you're lacking in the relationship and doesn't give you any credit for how much you're changing, you're growing, you're trying to do nice things for them, you're showing them your love, and gives you absolutely no grace. For that, you know? Now, if you're kind of the victim of it, it can be really hurtful to be in that position to be like, what the hell? Like, why don't you notice anything good that I'm doing for you? Why don't you appreciate the good that I'm doing for you? And if you're in the opposite spectrum, it is so debilitating to constantly be thinking about the negative because you're putting yourself in this mind space, in this head space, sorry, to really be so attentive everything that goes wrong. And let's be realistic. Your partner's not perfect. They're never going to do 100% everything that fulfills you, everything that you need, everything that you want. But it doesn't do either of you any fucking good to solely focus on negative things about them. This is also a defense mechanism which is really common in people because, going back to our last negative thinking, it is almost a defense mechanism so people can look out for the negative parts of a person so that they don't end up in a relationship that is solely, you know, negative. Like, let's say your partner forgets to take out the garbage and you're already fast-forwarding with this negative all-or-nothing thinking saying, hey, my partner's going to forget to take out the garbage for the rest of my life and I'm going to have to do it or remind him every single week for the rest of my life. You're thinking, I can't fucking deal with this. So now you're looking for more evidence of why you can't deal with the relationship to pile up the evidence and, you know, wipe your hands clean and say, there were so many bad things about that person. I'm, I'm leaving. You know, I don't want to experience this failure. So I'm leaving gosh, this actually relates to relationships way more than I planned out, but it's very fucking true. Like the negative mental filter in addition to the all or nothing thinking is borderline catastrophic. So here's another negative thinking pattern um, that, oh my gosh, what a surprise, also definitely has to do with relationships, is jumping to conclusions. So this would be creating conclusions based on your feelings and thoughts rather than logic, which I don't want to call any of you ladies out, but tends to be a really womanly thing to do specifically because a lot of women feel and are, you know, more intact with their emotions, but it can come with its downfalls. I don't think it's bad to be in touch with your emotions whatsoever, but I think at times we focus solely on the way that our emotions feel and the thoughts we have based on our emotions or the emotions we have based on our thoughts and tend to create conclusions based off of that. So an example of this would be mind reading. This can be in any relationship with your partner or friendship or a parent or anything along those lines, even a boss potentially, where you interpret a certain action that they do or response to something you said to mean something about you. There's also something called fortune telling where you already know you're going to struggle with something before it even starts. Now, these are two examples of the ways that you can jump to conclusions, but I'm sure there's so many more. And when it comes to mind reading, let's say, for example, you're in a meeting with one of your bosses or a manager or something like that and they're speaking to you in a tone. They have, they're in a bad mood and you're taking all of that. And making it about you. You're saying, oh my god, I must have done a bad job. They must not fucking like me. They must have a problem with me. They must have, you know, noticed something that I did in my work and not be happy with me. When we are basing these conclusions off of the way we feel based off of their actions rather than, let's say, you know, a statement that they made. Like, if they came to you and said, I'm not happy with your work. I I don't feel like you've been working hard enough then we can make a fair conclusion based on logic. But if no you know, statement is made, if it's simply based on their mood, let's say, or based on how their body language is, and now you're creating a story about yourself based on their actions or response to you, then this is jumping to conclusions just based on your emotions and your feelings, right? In fortune telling, you thinking you already know you're gonna struggle with something before it even starts can even go into your career path, let's say, If you have a huge project coming up and you feel like you're not prepared whatsoever to tackle this project and you're already feeling this sense of doom on what's to come, how much work you're going to have to put into it, how much research you're going to have to do, how many people you're going to have to ask for help because you don't think you can handle it on your own. So, 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 so many things that are piling on, all negative thoughts that are piling on in your brain because you've created a conclusion that you're not going to be able to do something solely based on your feelings about that. So creating all of these outcomes in your mind based on you fortune telling can really enhance how negative you feel about a, cert- a situation that's going on in your life. The last one that I've included in some of the negative thinking is emotional reasoning. This basically means if you're feeling something that it must be true or it must be a reality. Now I don't want this to come across wrong because at times this can be an excuse For other people to use towards you and that's this is not what I mean okay because that is what we like to call gaslighting and that's not what we're speaking about today what I mean by what you feel is what you believe to be true comes much more in a sense of things that bring you anxiety things that you fear things that you already have this negative perception on The best example I can think of for emotional reasoning is the whole idea of anxiety. It really plays into exactly what we feel equaling reality. For example, whatever you're afraid of must be dangerous. When in reality, anxiety will fire off this like cortisol in your brain and in your body in situations for the most part if you deal with um, any anxiety disorder in, in areas of your life that aren't actually as dangerous as they seem. Let's say you experience social anxiety and this is something that you really fear. Your mind and emotional reasoning will tell you that these situations are are simply dangerous. And that is the truth. You can't be in situations where you're among a lot of people, where you have to public speak, where you have to network and talk around people because your belief now is that the feelings that you feel about the situation, the fear, the danger, you not wanting to do it, is actually the reality of things. Your mind is saying this equals this. When in most situations, apart from why anxiety was actually created in our bodies, which is immediate danger, is simply not true. The feelings that we feel about situations are heightened so much and turned into reality through our minds rather than us seeing things clearly, which, you know, let me tell you, a lot easier said than done. But through different ways, we can try to adjust all these negative thinking patterns that I've been talking about in order to see things clearer and to not be swayed so much about by these negative emotions, which these negative emotions being that anxiety, that depression, the constant negative thoughts that you have in your mind on a day-to-day basis. So now I'm going to talk about how we can adjust these negative thinking patterns and how we can change our thinking in general. This is so basic the way I'm going to talk about this because there's so much more to it and, and it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of like perseverance, it takes a lot of dedication and these are things that I've myself have learned in therapy in order to kind of like get closer to a better mindset about life and about different situations and you know for some people these negative thinking patterns will be specific to an area of our lives versus some people it will be in all areas of our lives so regardless of what you feel like you're having constant negative thinking about this can really help you in order to change your thinking So here's the pattern that I've learned. Our thoughts tend to control our emotions and our reactions and our beliefs tend to create our thoughts. All of this all together will create your reality, what you're living in your day-to-day life. But the root comes with what is your belief? What is your belief about yourself and what is your belief about Life. So in order to adjust your thoughts, adjust the way you think and adjust the way your emotions feel and your reactions feel throughout your day-to-day life, you have to adjust the beliefs that you have at the beginning. And this can be really challenging, which is why I recommend therapy because sometimes it's so hard to figure out what that actual belief is. And to pinpoint, hey, this is my belief about a certain thing in my life. And that's why all these thoughts are happening. And for the most part, your beliefs will be created because you've experienced something in your childhood or you've learned something, you know, by seeing other people go through something and you're like, oh, I don't want to end up like that. So now you've created a belief in your mind. For example, if you haven't had a good relationship to look up to in your childhood with your parents, you're now going to believe that relationships are not worth it, that relationships only breed, you know, sadness or anger or whatever you might have seen in your childhood. Now, you believe that love isn't worth it and you believe that you don't want to express love or be a part of love because it doesn't look happy or healthy to you and you haven't been able to see that in your childhood. Now, you have these thoughts about, you know, maybe you meet someone and you like them, but you pull away. You don't want to be in that relationship because you don't want to end up like the way you think that love will end up which is based on that belief. Now you know going further that can affect your emotions that can affect how you react to those situations and it can lead to a lot of negative negative thinking in terms of relationships. So first step is to identify that distortion. Identify that distorted belief and adjust to a new way of thinking. Let's say you believe in that thing about relationships because you've seen it. You believe relationships aren't worth it. What do you believe about yourself in terms of that? What do you believe about that situation? And what do you believe about the world around you? Okay. Now, in another example, you could say that trust issues is an area of life that you struggle with a lot. Let's say you've been cheated on in the past. Let's say you've seen that happen in your parents. Let's say you've seen that happen in adults around you. Let's say you've just created that belief. You've had bad experiences in your past. So you now believe that no one is deserving of your trust. Therefore, your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions will follow, okay? It's really, really difficult sometimes to find out what is that belief, but that's where some reflection comes in hand. Now you have to challenge your thinking because, you know, like we've talked about in these negative thinkings, not all of your thoughts are true. A good tactic to work with is to write down your thoughts and your distorted beliefs and then read them out loud. Sometimes, like I said, we're living really subconsciously. We're not conscious of these negative thoughts. So when you write them down and you try to figure them out in your mind and you read them aloud to yourself, sometimes you're going to read them out and be like, what the fuck? Like, why do I think that? That's so weird. Like, it doesn't make sense, right? But you've been repeating them to yourself unconsciously for such a long amount of time that now they are a part of you. You truly believe them inside of you. So doing that will kind of be like a wake-up call to be like, huh, okay, I think this and I don't think that's right. But for some reason, I believe it. Now we had to change that. You have to be really self-aware of the thoughts you have And how they affect you and then also in turn how they affect others because you know a lot of the times these beliefs that we experience have a lot to do with other people or they came about because of other people so we have to reflect on how they end up affecting other people if you have negative beliefs about yourself chances are you're going to have negative beliefs about other people and then in turn you might not be treating them very well because you have these negative beliefs about yourself So now it's time to try something different. It's time to take that belief. It's time to take the actions that you've chosen or unconsciously done throughout your life and change them because now you're conscious. Now you're able to see them for what they are and now you're able to really make a difference in your life and in the way that you think about things. Based on all of the negative thought processes that I've talked about today and the negative patterns and ways of thinking, hopefully that allowed you guys to be a little bit more conscious to the way that you guys go about things. And then once you're conscious, you're able to stop. Once it starts to happen, because it's a pattern that we've built up, maybe you can start to stop yourself. Once you start to stop yourself multiple times from going into those negative thinking patterns, you can begin to adjust. And by adjusting, you're going to take a positive spin on every single thing I've spoken about there. One of the best ways to do that is compassionate self-talk. A lot of the times we are so extremely hard on ourselves and all of these negative thought processes that I've spoken about, the root tends to be the way that you think about yourself. Sometimes we can even be so hard on ourselves to the point that it's abusive and you wouldn't tolerate that from another person, hopefully, so you definitely shouldn't tolerate it from yourself, but you should definitely be very forgiving to yourself in the same breath. So practice speaking to yourself yourself the way you would speak to a younger child. This is how my therapist has trained me to start being more accepting of one, my anxiety, and two, be more forgiving to myself for what I've experienced in my past, okay? A lot of the times we suffer the most because we are so hard on ourselves and we stay in this negative thinking pattern because we don't have the ability to push past it because we are so mean to ourselves, how would you even feel confident enough to do so, right? So focus on being compassionate towards yourself and hopefully I think that you'll start to feel almost like a weight lifted off of you and you'll feel like you can now look at the world in a brighter sense because you're starting to give yourself the same compassion so you can give the world a little bit more compassion and grace. So work on those beliefs, try and stop them, and then try to adjust based on positivity and being kinder to yourself okay all right that was a really really like light breakthrough it didn't really get very deep into things but you know I'm still learning myself so that's the best advice I can give to you guys for now I hope this helped you guys and save this episode if you guys are kind of struggling let's say with the negative thought processes because I can speak about it now and I can say hey I'm conscious about what I've done in the past it doesn't mean I'm gonna go forward in my life and be perfect now that's for sure it means that it's an ongoing process and we're fucking working on it so if you guys want to save this episode come back to it in six months remind yourself of things then I really think that's your best case scenario okay I love you guys. Share this podcast to anyone who you think might need to hear it. Go ahead to the Instagram at Between You and Me podcast. Follow that so you can keep up to date. Follow the YouTube. Follow the TikTok at Between You and Me pod. And just go down to the show notes if you're missing any links for other things, okay? I love you guys. Have a great, great rest of your day. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.